Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us for the UPCI Youth Ministries training call. This is call number 16. We're excited tonight to have a recording from our very own youth president, Brother Michael Enzi. This was from an interview taken earlier this week. We are excited to be able to bring you this conference call on a monthly basis. Those that are joining us live or those that are tuning in via the podcast, thank you for taking time. This is Josh Carson of the UPCI Youth Ministries, and I'll be joined a little bit later on the call by our youth secretary-elect with a Justin ranking. Last time on the call, we were excited to hear about Brother Jonathan Walker's uh, view of youth ministry and some of the incredible things he was able to share with us. But it was announced during the last call that our previous hashtags, AskGYD and GYDTCC, have now been moved. Those are now for tonight's podcast and not just for tonight, but over the next month, if you have any questions or things you would like to throw to the youth ministries, simply hit us up on social media and use hashtag AskYM or you can use hashtag YMCC. Again, as I was saying, this is call number 16. We're excited for you to join us and to tune in where we hope that what we're doing in every call is the underlying purpose of the youth ministries, which is to educate and engage. We want to educate students in the apostolic identity. We want to engage them in apostolic mission. So thank you for partnering with us to achieve that goal. Thank you for what you're personally doing, investing into this generation of our apostolic Pentecostal young people. As we always like to say, you are our heroes. We're living in such a unique time. We must be intentional. We must be focused in our efforts. We must live for his kingdom and serve to the best of our ability. A uh, little bit about Michael. Those of you listening, maybe you know him as the youth president, uh, but Michael is an incredible, incredible leader. He's married to Rebecca. He has three amazing kids, Lincoln, Grant, and Avery. He's been serving in youth ministry for uh, uh, you know, a couple different decades now, and, and he's been serving at the youth ministries for the last eight years, which is just incredible, his tenure here on the national level. He was recently elected as the pastor of CLC in Heath, Ohio. This is a dynamic and a powerful church, only about 30 minutes east of Columbus. Not only is he a great athlete and a, a guy who would tell you that Max Dupree wrote, uh, anything that Max Dupree wrote is probably something you should read yourself. Uh, I would say most importantly about Michael is that he's been setting the standard for greatness in youth ministry uh, for the last several years in a variety of roles, from the local church all the way to the national level. His message at North American Youth Congress received over half a million views as he preached faith to this generation of apostolic young people. Tonight, you're going to be listening in on a clip of Michael sharing a few things that he's learned over a couple decades of youth ministry. So here's my advice. You need to take out your notebook. You need to get out your pen or your iPad, however you prefer to take notes, and you need to get prepared because the information you're about to hear 
is not just exciting and not just uh, something that you know will help you right now, but it is literally something that can help you long term if you'll take the tips that you're about to hear from this interview and you'll apply them to your personal ministry. So we're so glad that you've tuned in tonight uh, or joined us via the podcast. Uh, enjoy this session as we walk through this interview together. God bless you. I know we've talked about the three things that you've learned in two decades of youth ministry. Would you want to take just some, some more time just to address that topic um, for the youth ministry conference call? I can do that. I've, I've, oh, learned, yeah. I've learned so many things in uh, two decades of youth ministry and uh, difficult to boil it down, but there, there's three things that I feel like are critical. They're, they're so valuable and important for youth ministry. I'll just very quickly share uh, three things that have just stood out to me Number one is the impact of culture. Mm. I was thinking about how much culture has changed over the last two decades. It, it's really pretty incredible because when I started in youth ministry, uh, there was no social media. There was no YouTube. Uh, the, the, those different. things, the, there was no Facebook. The, those things just didn't even exist, weren't even a blip on the radar. There were no smartphones. Just so many things have changed with culture. And when you, when you think about the impact of culture, there is the external impact and the internal impact. There is the influence of the external culture around us that as much as we'd like to insulate our youth groups and our churches from culture, we're, we're impacted by it. We, sure. uh, we, we have to deal with it. And so there's that outside influence, but also within youth ministry, there's the impact of that internal culture that you can create. Mm. And I think it's so important that in youth ministry, we understand the dynamics of both of those influences. We, we have to be able to, to understand that impact of culture on our young people that we're ministering to, that, that we're able to speak their language, that we can communicate truth to them in a way that they're gonna understand, that they're going to love and grasp that truth and understand that they can live that truth in this culture, that uh, they can be an influencer in culture and not have that culture influence who they are. And so the impact of culture is, is so powerful. Culture trumps everything. Uh, climate trumps season. And so it's important that we understand the value of that and that we create a very positive culture within our youth ministries and that we're intentional about creating that culture. Absolutely. A healthy culture, a, a culture of expectation. I believe that there should be an expectation of our students that our youth ministries are going to be spirit-led. That, that the Spirit of God is going to move in our youth services, that the gifts of the Spirit are going to operate, that people can be healed and receive the Holy Ghost in our youth ministries, that that is an expectation. And I think we have to be intentional about creating that on the local level. And so the impact of culture is so important. Secondly would be the power of purpose. Mm. You have to know your why. You as an individual youth worker, you as an individual young person, as a youth ministry, we have to understand our why. We have to know our purpose. Several years ago, uh, early 2014, our uh, youth ministry team began a journey uh, of evaluation of what we were doing and evaluating every ministry and program and resource and event and promotions, uh, all of those areas, Sheeps for Christ, evaluating what we're doing and why we're doing what we're doing. We, we say that we exist to serve the local youth ministry, but are we really doing that? And so we invited in youth ministry couples to come and to, yeah. to sit down around tables with us and to help us evaluate and make sure, are we fulfilling our purpose? And out of that, the information that we mined from that, we began to develop a, a very succinct, 
purpose statement that we could easily communicate. And uh, that's when we began to develop the educate and engage purpose statement for UPCI Youth Ministries. And that has become our heartbeat, our vision to educate our, our young people and our youth workers in apostolic doctrine and identity. We Absolutely. must know who we are. We must know why we believe what we believe. But it's not enough just to have that information, that knowledge. We want to engage them in apostolic mission and purpose and uh, to be able to express and communicate that every individual, every young person, every youth worker, you have a purpose in the kingdom of God. And that purpose to educate and engage has become our test. Every program, every resource, every ministry, everything that we're part of, it becomes the, the test of purpose. And you have to have a clearly defined purpose because purpose, it, it empowers us. It's something about purpose. It creates motivation. It generates passion. It narrows our focus and it defines direction. So when you understand what your purpose is, it, it, decision-making becomes very easy. You know the direction that you need to go. If you don't know where your destination is, You'll never know how, how to be successful in the kingdom of God. Mm. And so we must know our purpose. It's the power of purpose. People buy into a clearly defined vision. Mm -hmm. And when you know your purpose and you express that purpose, whether it's a local church congregation or, or it's the UPCI youth ministries on a North American level, when you clearly communicate that vision and that purpose, people will buy into it and they will support it. It's the power of purpose. And then finally, the third thing would be the value of teamwork. I've worked on teams from local youth ministry, district youth committee, general youth committee, and then certainly being a part of our UPCI youth ministry executive team and our office staff. And over and over again, I've seen the value of teamwork. I've seen the importance of teamwork. Anything that is accomplished of any significance is only the result of great teamwork. There has to be collaboration where you take the skills and abilities and qualities of multiple individuals and bring those together to a collaborative effort. It's the, the value of teamwork. I'll never forget the uh, one of the first youth ministry events that I ever hosted. It was uh, when I was attending Texas Bible College. So I was a couple hours away from this church where I would go on weekends and I would serve and work. And, and so we planned a youth event. And me and the guy who were planning it, uh, we just simply didn't do a good job of building a team. We we thought we were doing a good job. We planned, we, we were bringing in a 50 voice youth choir. Mm. We had a great preacher coming in. We, we planned out the service, had a good worship team, but we, we failed on several levels. And in one of those levels was in our promotion. Mm. We failed miserably. And so here we are, the night of the event. I think we had scheduled it for seven o'clock and seven o'clock rolls around and there's just a handful of people in the crowd. And so we thought, well, everybody probably thinks it's 7.30. So we're going to back it up a few minutes. We'll wait. We'll start at 7.30. 7.30 rolls around. At this point, there are still less people in the crowd than there were in the youth choir. Mm. It was the most awkward, embarrassing, horrible experience. It was <laughs> terrible. And, and I, I learned a very hard, valuable lesson about the value of teamwork. We need to do a better job, build a better team, and to facilitate an event like that. A few years later, I had the opportunity uh, to start a youth conference, Lake Conroe Youth Conference. It was something that for us was kind of unintentional. We weren't planning on starting a youth conference. We had a youth weekend plan with Scott Graham. He was general youth president at the time. Uh, it was 2002, 
And so we've invited a few other churches and somebody suggested to me, you need to start a youth conference. You know, the first thing I thought about was that youth event we tried to plan a couple of years before. And I'm like, no, no way, this is not happening. But they kept encouraging me, okay, we're gonna do a Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night youth conference. Ended up having to move into a hotel ballroom because the number of people that told us they were coming was larger than our uh, congregation uh, and, and facility was gonna be able to hold. And so we moved it to a, to a hotel, set it up for 500 people and a thousand people showed up that wow. first night for the youth event. And it grew into a local church youth conference that had over 1,800 people in attendance a few years later. And our little church of 75 people helped to facilitate that event that hosted 1,800 mm -hmm. at that time. And I, again, learned that valuable lesson of teamwork. It, it's something that is, is absolutely necessary for us to be successful in youth ministry. Max Dupree said this, the first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you. In between the two, he must become a servant and a debtor. It's a beautiful picture of what it means to be a servant leader, to, to understand the reality of where we are. You have to know where you are if you're going to chart a course to your desired destination. But the final thing is to be grateful. There's nothing worse than an ungrateful leader who doesn't recognize all the other people who are helping to make uh, those successes and accomplishments possible. But in between the two, we must become a servant and a debtor. Who are we debtors to? First of all, we are debtors to every single person who ever believed in us. Mm -hmm. Every person who ever gave us a chance. I still remember exactly where I was when my district youth president in Texas asked me to serve at a youth camp. I can't tell you what that did for me as a 19-year-old teenager, that that youth president would believe in me enough to ask me to serve, and it was nothing big or important at the youth camp, but he asked me to serve, and I felt valued, I felt important, I felt like I had a role and a place to serve, and I remember that moment. And so we are, we are debtors to those who believed in us, invested in us, gave us the opportunity to serve, and then we are debtors to the next generation to believe in them and to invest in them. We are, in, in youth ministry, we are a bridge generation between the, the, the generations before us and the oncoming generations of Pentecostal apostolic young people. And so uh, that, that's what it just simply means to be a, a servant leader, is to be that bridge individual, to understand that the value of this teamwork, that we're holding the hand of a generation that's gone before us and we're reaching for that hand of an oncoming generation. Pastor Rodney Shaw said this, love this quote from him, that team ministry is one of the most difficult, most rewarding, and most apostolic things that we can do. Teamwork, most uh, difficult, most rewarding, and most apostolic. Why is it difficult? Because in a team environment, you have to put ego aside. You, you can't be concerned with who gets the credit in the team environment. One person may have an idea, another person maybe puts the idea together, uh, frames that idea, puts the structure to it, and then another person may be the person who implements and makes it happen. But you can't be concerned with who gets the credit when you're talking about the desires and the goal of the team. It's, it's one of the most rewarding things because you can do so much more as a team. You mm -hmm. can accomplish so much more. There is exponential potential in the team environment. One can put 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. It's because there's power and value and teamwork and then it's one of the most apostolic things we can do because it's simply the model that Jesus uh, showed us in the in the New Testament we see Jesus choosing a team if Jesus needed a team then we should recognize we must have teams in order to be effective creating a healthy culture 
clearly defining our purpose and functioning as a team will create a movement within our youth ministries. It'll create a movement within the United Pentecostal Church. Max Dupree, I've mentioned him before, I mentioned him again, one of my favorite leadership authors, but he talks about what a movement is versus an organization in his book, Leadership as an Art. He talks about the power of a movement, that it is a collective state of mind, a public and common understanding that the future can be created, not simply experienced or endured. That's what we're trying to accomplish in local youth ministry and North American youth ministry, to create a movement, an understanding that the future is not something that we're just going to experience, but that we can be so intentional that we can actually create the future that God has for us and that we desire to see come to pass in our local youth ministries. I believe that can happen when we understand the power of that culture, the, the power of purpose in functioning as a team. I want to say thank you as we're wrapping up today. Thank you to every youth worker. You are our heroes. Mm -hmm. We thank you for your sacrificial investment in this oncoming generation. So many of you, you're, you're working secular jobs. You have family responsibilities, other local church responsibilities, and yet you're pouring yourself into teenagers and young adults and investing in them, and we thank you for that. To those teenagers and young adults who may be watching today, well, I want to say thank you for loving truth, for loving God, for loving ministry, for Amen. committing yourself to the cause of the kingdom. I believe this is the greatest hour of the church. I, I give honor today to our president-elect, Brother Carson, to our youth secretary-elect, Brother Ranking, and to our oncoming director of promotion, Brother Michael Thomas. I honor these men as they take the reins and, and lead the youth ministries team. I believe that exciting days are ahead of us and the very best is yet to come for youth ministry in the United Pentecostal Church. We are certainly thankful that you have joined us on this call and thank you to again to Brother Enzi for his incredible insights and information of the three things that he learned during the two decades of youth ministry. And if you are interested in youth ministry and being trained and learning more things about uh, how to be an effective youth minister, we consider uh, we ask you to consider joining us at the youth ministry training event in St. Louis, Missouri at the Sanctuary at the event that was formerly called the Community Meeting. We're now calling it the Youth Ministry Training Event. It will be August 2nd and 3rd, 2018 in St. Louis. Information will be released very soon on that, so stay tuned for that. And also next month's call coming up on December 5th with Evan Zenobia on the importance of curriculum. Why don't we conclude this call in prayer and ask the Lord to help us in youth ministry. Jesus, we thank you so much for your power. We thank you, Lord, for the insights that you have given Brother Enzi. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunities you've allowed him to go through the, the seasons of life and ministry. And now we are gleaning from that. We are learning the importance of the importance and the impact of culture, the power of our purpose, and the value of teamwork. I pray that every youth worker that is listening on to this call and the podcast, that they would be blessed, that their lives would be changed. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to let youth ministry grow on the local level, district level, and the national level. We know we're only here because of your blessings, Lord, and we appreciate you, and you are so incredible, and we just give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, thank you so much for joining us for our youth ministry conference call, supported by She's for Christ.